path, some of us, our path would have crossed. You will never know me from anywhere. And I will also not know you from anywhere. If Salvation Clinic wasn't in existence, like today, some of us will be somewhere else. Especially the youth that are here. It's either we are playing football or we are watching uh, uh, English Premier League, watching Chelsea and Manchester United. And we will not be here doing the work of God. But by the grace of God and the power on the prophet of this house, today we are standing here working for the Lord. And we have been taught. And we know that there is no blessing that is greater and, and, and more, more precious than working for the Lord. So if you are here today, and you are working for the Lord. I want you to understand that you are doing a good thing. Oh, I say you are doing a good thing. You are doing a good thing for working for the Lord. Amen. Because you see, one day eh, I was I was going somewhere and I saw a certain guy and something happened. Please, you want to know? Oh, do you want to know? Okay, I will tell you. You see, the the guy was walking. I was walking behind him. And that time he had put his hand on his eye like this. So I didn't know what was happening actually. So I rushed and went closer. When I reached there, I saw that blood was dripping. So that is what he is covering. So I got close and asked, ah, what is wrong my brother? And then he started talking. And he said, his brother, was uh, his friend, not a brother, his friend, went to engage himself in a fight. And he was home. And they called him. Because he is the Ogoro of the area. He went to fight for his brother. Instead of being in church working for God, or being engaged in the things of God, like the people that Papa has taught in this house, he was involved in fighting. Listen, if today, your children are, are, are not working for God. And you are not encouraging them to work for God. These are some of the things that will be engaging in. Unnecessary fights and bringing pregnancies to your house day in and day out. But there is one thing that I have learned. That as we are young as parents now, if you are able to push your children to do the work of God. Tomorrow when you are relaxing as an old man or old woman, you will not have this headache of your children involving in social and uh, other vices that are not necessary. They will not be stealing. They will not be causing commotions. They will not be involved in civil wars. They will not be doing all forms of armed robbery and teenage pregnancies to cause problems. So, now that you have the opportunity, as a parent, as a youth, all I would say is, let's push ourselves into the work of God. And tomorrow when we are old, we will have peace. Instead of that time, taking our children, making them prayer topics, and running to uh, uh, houses of God to go and pray, you see that we will be at peace, and the blessings of God shall locate us. So this boy that I was talking about, I engaged him in, in a speech, trying to evangelize to him. So, I asked him, do you go to church? And he told me, he said, some lighthouse people have been chasing me. But now I've forgotten them. And I said, God prepare you. That is the reason why the blood is coming. And even may God add a kikedro to that. I didn't say it physically. I was in my head. Because I didn't want trouble. If he had listened to this voice 
that was calling him to come to church. I don't think he will be in that trouble. So all I'm saying is, this is a powerful house. This is a house where the youth are taught well. So if you have every opportunity, bring your children to go. To go. Today, there are a lot of things happening. Especially in this corona era. There are some people who allow their children to go to school Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. But when it's Sunday for them to go to church, they will tell their children, stay home. Please, if you, if you do that, what are you trying to teach the child? You see, in countries where the lockdown is severe and they can't go out, we, we understand. But look at us. God has given us the opportunity. The people that are in those countries that don't have this opportunity, they are crying and praying to get a little of what we are enjoying. But they are not having it. But look at us. We go to work. Our children go to school. But when it is Sunday, to come and hear the word of God, we are telling the children that Corona is around. So stay home. What does it mean? We are telling our children to fear God, to be afraid of God, but not be afraid of the world. We are trying to tell them that the house of God is more dangerous. It's more dangerous than the world, which is never true. Because the Bible says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. They that run to it will be saved. So I will treat all of us, if we are doing one of this or the other, let's change our mind and let's come back to the truth. Let's allow our children to do the work of God. And I know that at the end, we will never regret it. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Put your hands together unto the Lord. Oh, put your hands together unto Jehovah. Amen. 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 Papa, one more time, thank you for this opportunity to be able to share the word of God. You know, this is not something new. It is just a revision that I want us to do. Something that our father has taught us already. That I want us to go through it as quickly as possible so that we can close. So if you, you have your notes, you can refer. You see, to just be something that you already know. And this is a topic that our father taught last Tuesday, just this past Tuesday, about the power of God. You see, this month is our month of praise, of, of power, and of prophecy. Our Father has been teaching us the reason why we, we are supposed to praise. That praises is very important. It says, the Bible says, in prisoners change. When Paul and Silas were in prison, after all they have done for God, in that trouble moment, in that painful moment, where their stripes were bleeding, where, where the chains, their hands were shackled, in, 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 despite all those, those pains, they didn't curse God, but they rather praise God. And in their praising God, something marvelous happened. The chains that were on their hands, the Bible says the edge shook, and all those chains removed. They were broken and they were free. So our father has taught us that no matter what you are going through, no matter the troubles you are going through, no matter the pains that you are going through in life, one thing you should never do is to curse God, is to murmur, is to complain. Because the difference between Paul and Silas 
And the children of Israel was that the children of Israel, instead of praising God, they complained and they murmured. And at the end of the day, they were not able to get to their promised land. But Paul and Silas, despite their pains, despite their struggles, despite all the wickedness that they were going through, they praised God. And after praising God, all that they, they, they were going through, God broke through for them. So I want to tell you this morning that if only you can praise and you can give thanks to God, despite all that you are going through, the earth is going to shake and the chains are going to break and you are going to receive your freedom in the name of Jesus. Or if you believe it, put your hands together unto the Lord. So on Tuesday, Papa taught us about power. He taught us about power. And he made us understand that when it comes to power, there are a lot of them. God has a way of demonstrating his power in a lot of ways. One of the ways can be seen in Jeremiah chapter 27, verse 5. Jeremiah 27, verse 5. And our father was telling us that that was the creative power of God. He says, I have made the earth the man and the beast upon the ground by my great power and by my outstretched arm okay. and have given it unto whom it seemed meet unto me. The Bible is saying that there is a creative power of God that is also in existence. Just as our father taught us on Tuesday. When God spoke in the days on the day of creation, the Bible says, God said, let there be and there was so the thing that came out of God's mouth that thing that God when God spoke came out was the Holy Spirit and our father made us understand through his teaching that the, the, the Holy Spirit that power is the same as the Holy Spirit so when God spoke it was the Holy Spirit that came and did what God asked him to do so our father demonstrated to us the story of creation and he used our sister and our brother for, as examples that the earth that we are in the earth is going round it is going round it is walking and as it is walking it is going round the sun the sun is static the sun doesn't move but when the, the, the earth turns around what the scientists call rotation that is what brings about day and night and when it goes it goes around the sun that is for the 365 one quarter days. Yes. That is what becomes a year. You see, from, from what uh, our father taught us, you can see that there is a great power involved in what is happening. When it comes to even normal human beings, when we create roads, we manufacture things. In some few days, in some few months, in some few years, you see that we have to go and do maintenance on those things. But have you ever thought of, you see this world that we are talking about, it is moving. The earth is moving. It is moving around the sun. And the scientists call that movement, the orbit, they call it the path, the path that the earth takes. Have you ever heard one day that God is saying, all inhabitants of the earth move to this side. The, the, the orbit, the, the road, the path that the earth takes, there is portals there. It has developed portals. So the angels are going to work on it. Have you heard something like that before? No. 
This shows that there is a great power, something that is working behind the scene that we do not know. Our father taught us from that that one thing. Uh, he said, when you look at what someone has created, it shows you the power that uh, the power of that person. He says, when you look at what someone has created, it shows you the person's power. One day, that could be. Say one day. One day. Oh, say one day. One day. We were around on the church premises, and then one of the church uh, buses, the tie went down. So. I, I told one of our, our people that the tire of the, the, the vehicle has gone down and said, okay, so it needs to be repaired. Before I realized, he went into his car and brought some spanners and, and some wheel spanners and some jacks and things ready to take off the tire so that we take it to the organizer or something. So I was there when our father called that I should come. When I went, he gave me a box. And that box, when I looked into it, it was some small something. And it was a pump. So we just brought out that pump and then plugged it in the car and then put it on the tire. And immediately, some few minutes, the tire just got inflated and the car was good to go. Why am I saying this? After we did that, the, what the person who went to bring the jack and those things said, organizer. See the creative power, the creation that that white person has done shows us the power that that person has. So this thing is to show us that when it comes to creation, the thing that is Causing the, the, the thing that God has created to still remain effective even for thousands of years from now shows that God has a certain great power that is keeping our world from collapsing in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And I know that that power that God has is going to be our portion as well in the mighty name of Jesus. So this power that our father taught us on Tuesday was the keeping power of God. Say the keeping power Oh, I can't hear you. Say the keeping power of God. The keeping power of God. Oh, I can't hear you. Say the keeping power of God. So that is what our father taught us about. So we, 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 we read something from Ephesians chapter 1. The verse 1 onwards. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 1 onwards. So I read, it said, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God to the saints which are at Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Over here, Father made us understand that Apostle Paul was addressing the, the, the children or the people of Ephesus. Just as he always, our Father also addresses the people of Salvation Clinic. So, Apostle Paul was also speaking to the children of Ephesus in that same manner. Let's go to verse 2. He said, Grace be to God and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Please continue. He said, According as He had chosen us in whom before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before Him. Please continue. Having predestined us unto the adoption of of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. Over here, our father made us understand that the predestined that was there simply means that the, 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 the Christian walk 
It's a journey. It is from one point to another. And one of the things that we should understand is that in our walk with God, everything will not always be smooth. If you have listened to our father's preaching on losing, sacrificing, suffering and dying, you will know that as a Christian, life will not always be smooth. There will be days where tough times will come. There will be days where you lose some things. There will be days where trouble will come. But when all these things come, what will be your reaction? It is your reaction that matters. It's not what, uh, it's not the problem that comes. But your reaction. Your reaction is what will show how God will also react. Just as we were using as an example, when the children of Israel, Israel they left the promised land and they faced difficult times, what did they do? They started complaining and started talking against God and even talking against the anointed man of God. So the question this morning is, what are you also doing in times of your difficulty? What is your reaction in the troubles that you are going through? The, the marriage that is in turmoil, the work that is not going well, the, 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 your health that is not going as you want, what is your reaction? What are you doing out of it? Are you speaking against God? Are you talking against God? Are you speaking against His anointed? That I have come to salvation clinic and come and come and come. But I have, I have not received anything. They say when you come here, you shall receive whatever you bring. But I have been here for a long time and I am not getting anything. Is that what you are saying? Look at what happened to the children of Israel when they murmured it didn't go well with them the blessing that was due them they didn't get but let's change and look at somebody like Job when Job went through the same trouble even worse than that the Bible says he said even if me, yet will I trust in him. Even if God is not making things work for me, as I think it is true, God is still there. God will still never forsake me. And I will still trust in him. Because he understood that the Bible says, all things work together for good for them that trust in God. So if you trust in God, one thing is certain, that that trouble that you are going through, that problem that you are going through, that hurting that you are hurting, is going to work for your good. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So please continue. He said, okay, this is what Job said. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him, but I will maintain my own ways before him. All Job was saying was that he will not let go of his righteousness. He will still maintain his righteousness. You said you are looking for a wife. You are looking for a husband. And you have waited and waited. And it's not coming. So you are trying to help yourself. And because you are trying to help yourself, you are not trying to maintain your ways. As, as we are always being taught to remain out of fornication and not practice fornication. You are saying, I've waited and waited and it's not coming. So I'll help myself. I'll go and stay with this man. I'll go and do this. I'll go and do that so that I'll get what I want. But the question is, is that the will of God for your life? It is certainly not. Because God is not a God that blesses people in their sins. God doesn't bless you when you are living in your sins. So what the Bible is saying is that we should try and maintain our ways just as Job did. 
It doesn't matter what we are going through. We should not throw our faith away. We should not throw our righteousness away. But let's stand upon that rock. The rock Jesus Christ. And at the end of the day, everything is going to work well for our own good. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So we continue in Ephesians. He said, whom we have redemption through his blood and forgiveness of sin according to the riches of his grace. So what this one is telling us is that our righteousness is based on Jesus Christ. Finished. There is no work of ours. There is nothing that we can do to add up to that righteousness that, that Jesus Christ has given unto us. So on this, our father says something. You say, you See, some of us who are in the house fellowship, our, our father gave us a manual. And that manual, we, we were able to distinguish between righteousness and, and holiness. That righteousness is our right standing with God. And that thing is only given through Jesus Christ. There is nothing you can do to add up to that thing. For the Bible says even our righteousness is like a filthy rag before God. So you think you are trying. You think you are doing your best to, to remain righteous before God. It will never work. That is not how it works. Just accept Jesus. As your Lord and personal Savior, accept His righteousness that He did. The one He gave on the cross of Calvary for your sake. That is what will put you right before God. You see, a lot of us, our Father was saying, when it comes to communion, and we are sharing the communion, a lot of us say that my body way, my body way, my body way, into my fatasha me kwako for communion. I don't deserve to take the communion. So I will not take it. You are trying to say that if you are righteous, you will come for the communion. But because you are not righteous, that is why you are not coming. But that is very wrong. It's very wrong. Because our righteousness, the Bible makes us understand that that redemption, that righteousness that we have, it's from Christ Jesus. So all that you have to do is bow down your heads. Just as our Father always says. Ask forgiveness. Say, Father, I have wronged. I didn't do well yesterday, three days ago, one week ago. So I am sorry for what I did. Forgive me, O Lord, and help me to also partake in this communion. Then you are free to come for it. But in the case that you are trying to depend on your own righteousness, you see, there is something that we, 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 we are taking for granted. The power that is in the blood, what does the blood do? The blood cleanses our sins. You see, what does painkiller do? Painkiller heals us of headache. True or false? Oh, true or false. So when you have headache, what do you do? What do you do, please? You go for painkiller to heal, to, to take care of that pain. So if you are a sinner, and you have sinned, and you are unrighteous, what do you go for? Please, what do you go for? Oh, I can't hear you. What do you go for? It is the blood of Jesus that is going to cleanse you. Now, the devil knows this. That when you take this blood, you are going to be cleansed. And you are going to be right standing before God. And because he knows this, he has put in some of these things in our minds. That you don't deserve to take the communion. When you take the blood of Jesus, it will be a condemnation on you. So don't take it. Don't take it. And a lot of us have bought into this idea. 
Listen, if you are somebody who always comes for our father's teaching, you understand and you know that some of these things you can come out of it. Like on Friday, you see, the reason why many people are afraid to come for the communion is because some of them say that I am I'm cohabiting. I'm I'm filthy. Okay, it might be true. But let me ask you something. Today, you know that what you are doing is not good in the sight of God. What do you have to do? Is it not find a way out of it? When you find a way out of it, that is the best. Yesterday, on Friday, our father taught us the best way to come out of it. He said, how much will it cost? Oh, please, I can't hear you. Those of you who are here. How much will it cost? 80 Ghana. What is this 80 Ghana going to do for you? What's it mini obine woho? And because of mini obine woho, me to me in communion. I communion. Me we goofy. Okay, what is the way out? Our father taught us that Cecilia Kwa, we are lucky. Corona, but you don't even need people to come a lot. Just go with your partner to where they register marriages. How much would they take? So because of 80 Ghana, do you want to go to hell? Do you want to go to hell? No. Today, you can say to yourself that I am cohabiting. But the question, the thing that you are forgetting to ask yourself is that if you are in that condition and Jesus Christ is to come, will you make heaven? Heaven should always be our main priority. If we, 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 we heaven, we can never miss hell. So that thing that you are doing, that you know is not right, just get 80 Ghana and get yourself out of it. Because you can run from communion now. You can run from communion today. But you can never run from hell when you die. You can never escape hell when Jesus Christ comes. So if you know that is your weakness, please come to this house on Tuesday from 11 a.m. onwards. It is counseling time. Bring your partner and come see the papa. Come and see the prophet. Come and see the teacher. He will show you what to do and lead you in a simple way to get you out of that way so that when heaven comes you can also make it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Alright, so he said, now let's continue from the Ephesians, please. Please, because of time, let's jump to verse 18. Let's jump to verse 18 because of time. Verse 18, please. Verse 18 says, The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of his glory and the riches of, it, of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Yes. So what this one is trying to tell us, just as I'm saying, our father made a profound statement. He says, people are not able to see this hope because the, the eyes of their hearts has been blinded. This simple thing that we just said, if the, 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 the eyes of your heart has been blinded or you don't have the word of God that has always been coming out of this pulpit, you see that you find yourself in the darkness of, or, 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 or in the dark side of what we are saying. 
and you will not be enjoying this blessing that God has. Amen. 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 So he says that if the heart, if your heart, if the eyes of your heart is enlightened, then you can see. The Bible says the entrance of God's word brings what? Light. So when you always avail yourself, coming for Tuesday teaching service, coming for Friday prayer, prayer service, coming for Sunday teaching service, the, 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 the eyes of your heart, the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened that there are some things in life that will not catch you pray. That you will not fall prey to those things. All because the heart of your, 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 your heart's eyes are enlightened and are open. So I encourage all of us to never stop coming for the teaching services that our Father has been giving us. Because by so doing, the heart of our understanding, the eyes of the heart of our understanding will be enlightened, will be enlightened, will be enlightened, and we shall see and know. So that the Bible says you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. So we will know this truth that comes from the prophet of the house, and we shall be set free from everything that holds us captive in the name of Jesus. So let's go to verse 19, please. Verse 19. Verse 19 says, And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us world who believe according to the working of his mighty power? So all that our father was trying to tell us on the keeping power of God, he said dwells on this verse 19. That is where we get to know the exceeding greatness of his power. So our father told us something. He said there is a mighty power of God which works in us after salvation. So after salvation, there is another power. There is another power of God that keeps us in Christ and in the church. And this is the power that we are talking about. The keeping power. God. The keeping power of God. Somebody say the keeping power of God. Oh, I can't hear you say the keeping power of God. He says it is this same power that raised Christ from the dead. So the Bible says if that same power that raised Christ from the dead, if that same power dwells in us, Papa made us understand that that power, that power that he's talking about is the power of the Holy Ghost. Is the power of the Holy Ghost. Oh, I say it's the power of the Holy Ghost. There is power, there is power that keeps us and that power is the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. So when we go to verse 20, when we go to verse 20, it says, which he wrought in Christ, when raised him from the dead and set him at his right hand in the heavenly places. So that power that raised Christ from the dead, that power that brought Christ out of the grave. It is that same power that is available to us after salvation. You know, initially before I was saying that the Christian walk is never an easy walk. If someone is to tell you that after salvation, life is going to be butter my bread and sugar my cocoa, it is a great lie. Because even the Bible says that we shall face tribulation. We shall face trials. We shall fall into temptations. So it means that the walk with God 
It's not easy. It's never going to be easy. But what will help us is that keeping power of God that is available through the Holy Spirit. So if you find yourself struggling in life, finding things difficult, being like you are struggling to live for Christ, and a lot of things are weighing you down, it means that you have to check your power life. You have to check that power life of us. Because the same power that raised Christ from the dead, if it is with us, the Bible says it shall quicken our mortal bodies, which means that it shall make us strong to be able to overcome the temptations that come our way. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So if this same power that raised Christ from the dead is with us. We shall be strengthened and we shall be empowered. And that power will keep us in Christ and in the church. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. So this power that we are talking about, somebody may ask, in what areas of my life, in what area of my life, shall this power of God be able to keep me? So our Father taught us, in what areas the power of God is able to keep us? Amen. Amen. So he says, the power is available. Just as Jesus Christ said, he said, behold, I give unto you what? Power. Jesus Christ said, I give unto you what? Power. It means the power is available to us. But how can we get it working for us? Just as our father cited an example. That electricity is here. Electricity has been made available. But how can we be able to get it working for us? Unless we plug in. If your phone is dead and you want to chat and you are standing outside and you are crying and you are shouting my phone oh my phone oh my phone would that be charged? Will it charge your phone? It will never charge it. What do you have to do? You take your plug your charger and then insert it in the plug and then your phone will begin to charge. If you are able to tap into that electricity that is where the process of charging will begin. So if you are able to also know where to get the power of God from that is where you are able to overcome that challenges that you are going through. That is where you can be able to get that keeping power of God working on your side in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So we, our father taught us something from Galatians 5.19. Galatians 5.19. And he said, he said the work of God, the, the power of God can be manifested or can help us or that keeping power of God can help us or we can activate it when we go through this. When we activate it in the, in the, in the works of the flesh. When you see yourself going through the works of the flesh and struggling. The Bible says now the works of the flesh are manifest. Which are these? Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness. It's idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, Variance, emulations, wrath, strife, sedition, heresies, all these things are works of the flesh. So if you find yourself struggling in any of these aspects, if you see that you are struggling when it comes to idolatry, 
when it comes to adultery, when it comes to fornication, then it means the power of the Holy Ghost hasn't yet been activated in that area of your life. So all you have to do is to make sure that you go to God and pray and ask God to help you in that area. That is where that power that power that you need to be able to overcome that trouble, that is where you can be able to get that power. Our father made us understand something. He said that the remedy for the flesh is crucifixion. The remedy, if you, you can be able to help yourself to come out of these works of the flesh, then you have to crucify this flesh. You have to make sure you have crucified the flesh. And the Bible, our father taught us that anybody who is dead, if they say you are dead, it means you can't respond to anything. So if your flesh is dead, it will not respond to fornication. It will not respond to idolatry and all these works of the flesh that the Bible is talking about. So the remedy for the flesh is through crucifixion. Amen. And one profound statement that our father made as I bring my, my, my teaching to an end is that the devil aside, your flesh is your next greatest enemy. You see, when the devil is the one doing you, you can pray. We can cast him out. But what if the problem is you yourself? If you are the own person, how can you be able to come out of it? How can you be able to get free from what you are going to? How can you be able to be delivered from the works of the flesh? It is by you crucifying your flesh. Making sure that you have crucified, you have put the, the, the works of the flesh on the cross and crucified it so that after that it will not be you that is living but Christ that will live in you and if Christ is living in you the works of the flesh will be a thing of the past oh put your hands together put your hands together put your hands together unto the Lord come please be on your feet please be on your feet as we pray as we pray so in a few minutes I want you to lift your voice and begin, uh, begin to pray. Asking God to empower you, to give you strength. The Bible says the Holy Spirit is our helper. Anywhere in your life that you find yourself weak, you are going to clap your hands and pray that the power, the keeping power of God will be your portion in the name of Jesus. Say, my Father, my Lord, my Father, my Lord, as I clap my hands and I pray, as I clap my hands and I pray, let the keeping power God be my portion in every area that I find myself weak in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, clap your hands and pray. Clap your hands and pray. Clap your hands and pray. Kaba se kalababa, ikabalababa, kalababa. Kaya, pray, pray, pray. Makasi kelebelebe. Kayo, 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 in Jesus' name have we prayed. Amen, 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 amen. Say, O oh Lord, oh Lord, let your power, 
Let your power. The resurrection power. The resurrection power. That raised Jesus from the dead. That raised Jesus from the dead. Let that power. Let that power. Revitalize. Revitalize. My mortal body. My mortal body. In the name of Jesus. Any sin. Any sin. Any sin. Any sin. That is the sin of the flesh. That is the sin of the flesh. Let your power. Let your power. Crucify it. Crucify it. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice and pray, 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 pray. In Jesus' name, have we prayed? Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. Praise him. Jesus is alive. Praise him. Jesus is alive. It's now time for us to have our communion.